Welcome, friends. I'm Rev. Tim Earhart, and this is Daily Bible Reflections for September 27, 2023. Today's Old Testament lesson is from Numbers chapter 11, verses 18 to 23, and verses 31 to 32. Be careful what you ask for. Now tell the people, purify yourselves for tomorrow. You will have meat to eat. The Lord has heard you whining and saying that you wished you had some meat and that you were better off in Egypt. Now the Lord will give you meat and you will have it to eat. You will have to eat it not just for one or two days or five or ten or even twenty days, but for a whole month until it comes out of your ears until you are sick of it. This will happen because you have rejected the Lord who is here among you and have complained to him that you should never have left Egypt. Moses said to the Lord, Here I am leading 600,000 people, and you say that you will give them enough meat for a month? Could enough cattle and sheep be killed to satisfy them? Are all the fish in the sea enough for them? Is there a limit to my power? The Lord answered. You will soon see whether what I have said will happen or not. Suddenly the Lord sent a wind that brought quails from the sea, flying three feet above the ground. They settled on the camp and all around it for miles and miles in every direction. So all that day, all night, and all the next day, the people worked catching quails. No one gathered less than 50 bushels. They spread them out to dry all around the camp. Good news translation. I can just imagine the dialogue around the campfire at night with some of the ancient Israelites. Out in the middle of nowhere, delivered from Egyptian slavery, but not yet to the promised land, they were feeling the awkward space being in between those two places. Manna again? Jeez, are we ever going to get anything else to eat? Doesn't look like it, does it? Every single day we get up, go out on the desert, collect the manna, eat it all day, go to bed, then get up and do it all over again. Do you remember back in Egypt? We had garlic and leeks and stew and meat. Oh, glorious meat. Sometimes I think we were better off there. Dang it, I want meat. Don't you want meat too? Yeah, I'm sick of this manna. Hey, there's Moses. Get us some meat, Moses. Did you bring us out here to bore us to death with manna? What are you doing about it? Where are you leading us anyway? Where's the meat? And on and on it goes, the murmuring about food and conditions in the desert. When life is topsy-turvy and upside-down, It is so amazingly easy to grumble and complain. The ancient Israelites sometimes didn't have water to drink. They had a limited diet of manna. They were anxious, nervous, and scared, wondering if things would get better or not. The people were in a life-and-death sort of situation. How would you respond? Complaining, unlike our emotions such as fear, is a volitional response. We choose to grumble. The problem with gripes and complaints is that it sets a person down a dark path. 
The criticisms and grievances begin easily and are seemingly harmless, that is, at first. They are, however, anything but innocuous or innocent. The murmuring under the breath did not stop with getting meat to eat. We look ahead in the story of God's people in the Exodus event, the moaning and complaining quickly returned. The people became so disillusioned with their circumstances that they began longing for the good old days back in Egypt when they had plenty to eat and drink, forgetting about their cruel bondage and slavery. The psychological progression continued with beginning to blame their situation on God, as if the Lord were some mean, malevolent deity. From that point, it was inevitable that the people would disobey God and eventually succumb to the idolatry of the golden calf. Despite the grand celebration of leaving Egypt and experiencing a miraculous deliverance through the Red Sea, the people quickly forgot because of their present mundane circumstance of eating manna every day. If they were spiritually healthy, they would realize that the mighty God who saved them with incredible acts of power would care for them in a desert. Yet for many, there was no faith to be found in a new situation they had not faced before. Failure of faith begins neither with ignorance nor an egregious sin. It begins with grumbling and complaining, and if allowed to run amok, complaints will bear the fruit of discouragement, disobedience, and finally, a disavowal of God. Sometimes if you want something bad enough, God will give it to you, and you won't like it. That's because the heart has already been attuned to grumbling and murmuring. The heart's hunger will never be satiated. It's sick, and it can become so sick that a heart transplant is needed, an altogether new heart. Yet God will even help with that. He says in Ezekiel 36, And I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart, and I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. Acceptance means practicing a conscious effort to acknowledge and honor difficult situations and emotions, fully accepting things as they are instead of ignoring, avoiding, or wishing the situation were different, can be a critical step in moving through a difficult experience to experiencing more meaning. Learning to be satisfied and content begins with accepting our current reality and present circumstances. The state of our minds and our hearts will determine whether we will ever be happy or not. When we discover how to synchronize ourselves with the groove of God's Spirit, then we shall enjoy an abundant life of contentment, no matter the situation. May we be able to say along with the psalmist in Psalm 16, I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. 
No wonder my heart is glad, and I rejoice. My body rests in safety. For you will not leave my soul among the dead, or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence, and the pleasures of living with you forever. Amen.